0: If you thought that recruiting momentum would slow down for the Louisville football program, well, you thought incorrectly. On this episode of the show, we will preview the big-time upcoming recruiting weekend for the Louisville Cardinals. Stay tuned. You are Locked On Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. hey what's going on everyone welcome in to another episode of the locked on louisville podcast i'm your host dalton pence i serve as a credential media member for cardinal sports zone I also do some pa announcing work for the university and various sports i want to take this time to personally thank you all for making us your first lesson of the day and just a reminder the locked on the louisville podcast is free on all streaming services five days a week your team every day As I alluded to in the cold opener, we will be previewing the 502 Barbecue, which is the next big time um, recruiting weekend for the Louisville football program. Various um, highly rated prospects um, across the 2023, 24, and 25 recruiting cycles respectively will be in attendance in the Derby City this weekend. We will then transition into the basketball side of things where we will discuss Highly rated four-star, soon-to-be five-star 2023 point guard A.J. Johnson um, seemingly cutting his list. The Cardinals are a team that he is focusing on um, going into the fall. And then finally, we will kind of go back to football where um, tight end Christian Peterson announced that he was entering the transfer portal. We will discuss what that means for the Louisville Cardinals, especially at the tight end position coming up. Uh, here in the final segment of the show, beginning with the big time recruiting weekend that is set to happen over the next couple days, uh, being called the 502 barbecue. Um, uh, a good amount of highly rated prospects will be in attendance. And it seems like this was one of those events to where, you know, maybe it wasn't like um, the January official visits or, um, or unofficial visits or uh the middle of June official visits a lot of these are going to be or I'm pretty sure these are unofficials um for for these prospects especially for the for the uh 2024 and 2025 uh prospects um but there's a lot of big name guys on campus um Especially in the 2023 class, Pierce Clarkson is back um, in the Derby City. You have a, some of his teammates, Jaleel McClain, um, DeAndre Moore Jr., Aaron Williams, um, Luke Burgess will be in town. A three-star quarterback commit Raquan Adkins will be in town. And it was announced recently that Reuben Owens, the number one running back in the country, also will be in attendance so take that for what it's worth um we'll kind of look at the 2023 guys that are coming in that are not committed there's a handful of them we we discussed on yesterday's episode of, this, of the show. Five-star edge rusher, Mateo Uaglile. Um, You also have four-star linebackers, Leviticus Sua and Stan Quan-Clark. Big-time prospects that the Cardinals are looking to try to have solid weekends with, in turn hoping to get some official visits scheduled um, afterwards. Um, outside of that, uh, Adam Moore, a... Uh, a I think a three star tight end from the Miami, Florida area will be in attendance as well. He plays at uh, Miami Northwestern High School, ranked inside of the top 700, has uh, multiple Power Five offers. He's a player that um, I-, I would expect Louisville to try to get involved with. Six foot two, 220 pounds. Um, obviously, another standout from the Sunshine State and a player from the nation's capital. Uh, I think it's Joseph uh, Mapoyi. Uh, I could be uh, saying that completely wrong, but he's also in the top 700, three-star edge rusher, 6'5", 210 pounds, um, has a lot of big-time offers, Uh, Penn State, Miami, Michigan, Mississippi, um, the list goes on. I don't know that he currently holds an offer from Louisville. He might, but ultimately, a huge um, prospect that will be in the um, or will be in attendance for the 502 barbecue. So, in terms of the guys that are not committed in the 23 class, uh, it goes without saying having a good nucleus of committed players on campus once again number one I, it does two things number one it helps them strengthen their relationship because one of the big themes for this Louisville football recruiting class for those on the outside looking in that are not fans of the program or anything like that it's been about okay when are these guys going to decommit when are they going to flip especially reuben owens i mean there was a a segment ran on reuben owens to where it was predicting uh reuben owens to flip to Georgia. And the rationale was that the Bulldogs didn't have a highly rated running back committed. There was no inside info; it was just pure speculation. But the headline was that there was some traction of him flipping to Georgia, although there was no inside, inside info. So um, it, it it goes a long way of getting these players back. You know, um, you're paying their own dimes, paying on their own dimes to come to Louisville. Um, so it's huge um, to you know have these guys back back. On campus, especially together, you know, being able to strengthen their relationships, uh, but also to be able to help recruit some of these other guys—not only the 23 guys, but the 24 guys as well. Obviously, there is the St. John Bosco, um, excuse me, the St. John Bosco connection, where multiple of the commitments will be will be in town, and then you have a 23 guy that's uncommitted in five-star defensive end Mateo Uaga Lale um, to. Two four-star linebackers, Stanquan Clark, Leveticus Suo that we mentioned yesterday. So that's something to to take a look at, um, go back to yesterday's show, and I kind of broke down what both of those players could bring to the table. Um, Adam Moore, a three-star tight end, Jamar Johnson is, is committed, but we'll mention at the end of this show when we talk about Christian Peterson transferring, um, you're still looking to add some guys to to that position considering that they do play multiple tight ends. And then uh, Edge Rusher and Joseph uh, Mopoyi, um who is obviously going to? yo Global know, is looking to add multiple edge rushers to this class. So uh, a solid um, slate of twenty-three guys in, but it seems like a lot of the traction in terms of social media is the amount of two thousand twenty-four guys that will be on campus, highly rated. Um, it started; the news kind of came out with um, the high-rated St. John Bosco prospects, five-star. Uh, Safety who's ranked the 25th best player in the 24 class, Peyton Woodyard. Also, you have uh, Kingston uh, Viliamu Asa, who is a high four star guy, ranked inside the top 100. So, two St. John Bosco players that, you know, um, might not necessarily be in Pierce Clarkson's class, uh, but being able to come to visit the program, that, that's big for them. You also have another top 100 guy in Marcellus Williams, um, who is from St. John Bosco as well. So three St. John Bosco prospects all inside of the top 100, which is incredible the fact that they have all these players inside of the top 100. Um, you've got some local guys that are going to be into the mix. Um, there's a offensive tackle from Indiana named Ransom McDermott, uh, who is a high three-star guy, top 400 prospect, a big-time 6'7", a 270-pound offense lineman JT Haskins from Bryan Station in Lexington he's a legacy guy been to campus multiple times he's in the top 500 Um, you have four-star running back Isaac Brown who's in the top 200 four-star defensive end Jalen Harvey who's in the top 220 Um, so a a lot of guys that will be uh, and then there's four-star um dylan stevenson who's in the top 50 um edge rusher from killian high school which is the program that uh, stanquan clark just uh transferred from um i forget where he ended up going to i think it might have been central miami central high school i could be completely wrong but um you know not to mention the the various soon to be highly rated um class of 2025 guys so you know you have what Four top 100 2024 prospects, um, a couple other four stars, some highly rated three stars, some local prospects. So um, I think that what this does, and obviously this is just a weekend of unofficials, so you have to tamper your expectations. I don't really expect this to be a weekend where you're going to get multiple commitments from. You may. I'm not saying that it is um, impossible, but there is, um, you know, you you should probably kind of tamper your expectations to – You know, I think that this is a great opportunity to continue to strengthen relationships, try to get some official visits out of, um, you know, the 2023 guys, um, just continue to build that rapport and the relationships with the 2024 players along with the 2025 guys. What this does for me, what this weekend does for me is that it solidifies the hunch that I had that the recruiting momentum for this Louisville football program was not going to be uh, an outlier for a season it wasn't just going to be good in the 2023 class because Pierce Clarkson was in the class and then it goes back to kind of the norm it seems like the 2020 really honestly and Scott Satterfield kind of mentioned this you know they are kind of reaping the benefits of these seeds that they planted back in like you know, two years ago, you know, Flyville 21 was a highly rated class. 2022 by commit, you know, average rating per commit was the highest that it has been in quite some time. 2023 is now looking like possibly the best recruiting class in program history rating wise. And then we're continuing to, um, you know, see this uh, recruiting momentum, you know, you know continue to um you know grow there's been some top 100 prospects that have been on campus already from the 2024 class and and it's great to get these guys on campus now because then you're looking to the fall and trying to get them on campus in the fall as well so then when you know it seems like more and more you know class of 2024 guys are starting to commit to programs so it's never too early to try to lay the groundwork so when these top programs start to try to you know you'll come in late and 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 get these prospects you you have a chance to have built a solid relationship to try to get these guys to commit um to your program so ultimately what this does for me is that it confirms that the recruiting momentum it's not stopping in the 2023 class flyville uh is only you know just scratching the surface of what it can be and i'm so so excited to see how this weekend goes for the football program so um with that being said, we'll kind of switch gears a little bit uh, before we end the season with football. We will go to the basketball side of things. Highly rated 2023 uh, point guard prospect A.J. Johnson has narrowed his focus on a handful of schools. The Cardinals are in that list. We will discuss what that means and what he could possibly bring to the table for this program here in just a second after we talk about our friends over at Bet Online. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all of your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, eSports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports wagering information from from live in-game betting scores and podcasts they have you covered head to bet online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today bet online where the game starts moving right along into the second segment aj johnson highly rated four-star prospect in the 2023 class um, has seemingly narrowed his list uh, to eight programs in the G League, according to 24-7's Eric Bossie. Um, those schools, uh, I'll, lead, I'll read them from from the way they're presented in the article. Um, Arizona State, Gonzaga, Kansas, Louisville, LSU, NC State, Texas, USC, along with the G League. Um, this is a prospect that has possibly risen more than, you know, most in the 2023 class, um, now just outside of the top 40, he's rated as the 30. Uh, I'm sorry, the 35th best prospect according to 24/7 Sports. The fifth best point guard, the ninth best in the state of California. Bossy claims that when the, when the rankings update, he's likely to be a five star, and he's going to rise very very solidly after a solid summer. Um, he's grown a couple inches. Um, he's starting to really. Um, He's really starting to refine his offensive skill set as a true scorer. One of the um, best pure scorers in this class, I must mention, is the brother of current um, NBA soon-to-be phenom Jalen Green, Um, if you remember, went up through the G G League ranks. So that would make sense as to why Johnson is considering the G League as well. For those who don't know me, know that I am a huge Houston Rockets fan. Um, so when I found out that AJ Green was AJ Green, AJ Johnson, I apologize, was the little brother of Jalen Green, my initial reaction was, Oh, we have to get this guy. You know, he has to be a Louisville Cardinal because when I went and watched his film, he literally reminds me of Jalen Green. Some of the tendencies, um, the the ball handling is there. Uh, the ability to create his own shot off the dribble. He's kind of has a, a a similar frame to Jalen that that Jalen had, you know, a, at this point. Um, in his high school career, kind of, uh, you know, needs to add a little bit more weight. We saw that in his first year with the Houston Rockets, this past year, is that the skill set is there is just about kind of adding the weight. Uh, AJ Johnson, I think, at at the next level, collegiate wise, um, or in the G League, he's going to add, you know, need to add some more muscle, need to add to his frame so that he's able to, you know, get, um, you know, to the rack easily. Um, I think that he does a good job of creating his own shot in all facets of the half court game, um, you know, behind the arc near the mid range, um, attacks the rim very well. Just overall, I think, um, his game's going to you know, play off of his shooting. Um, he's very, very good in terms of, um, three point shooting perimeter shooting the main strength there, but overall, um, you know, being six foot five, one sixty, he's got the size. You know, Jalen is is about six six, even maybe even six seven is what I've heard from some people down in Houston. Um, AJ being six five, you know, if he's able to, you know, add to that frame, I think that this is a huge, uh, huge possible commit or recruitment for the Louisville Cardinals. He had this to say uh, about the cards, um their coaches keep it 100 and tell the truth and I have a pretty good relationship with them. I like stuff like that. Uh, that's kind of the vibes that we've been getting from Kenny Payne, Nolan Smith, Danny Manning, um you know uh, Josh Jameson is the fact that this is a um you know a, a, co- a coaching staff that tells you how it is, doesn't sugarcoat things, isn't going to make you false promises, is going to lay it all out there. If you like it, you like it. If you don't you don't, um, but there has been talks that uh, Johnson could possibly be in attendance for Louisville Live uh, in September or visiting some point you know in, in that time frame. If that is the case, that is a huge possibility for the University of Louisville. Um, you know, just to get him on campus. Uh, right now, he's got visits set for USC the first weekend in September, Texas the weekend after that, LSU the weekend after that. Um, so. Uh, you know w- with the possibility of going to live alive that's big but in terms of a decision um, it, it doesn't really look like um, it, it's it's an imminent decision he's going to make his visits he's going to enjoy the process it seems like uh, the springtime is kind of what bossy um you'll refer to or maybe alluded to that being a possible timeline for his decision. So that's one of those instances to where you're trying to lay the groundwork now and continue to recruit him very, very well. And then he has a good uh, visit in terms of you know showing up to Louisville Live and having a good time. So this is um, a recruitment that Kenny Payne – This is definitely a a possible you know, monumental get for the Kenny Payne era because I really think that A.J. Johnson is going to rise up into the top 15 or so. Um, The skill set is there when his body starts to fill out a little bit more, when he starts adding weight onto his frame, and he's able to continue to refine his skill set. I mean, I think that the sky is the limit. I see him more as kind of a combo guard. Uh, maybe more of a two, but he does a solid job of handling the basketball. I think he has an underrated ability to facilitate the ball. Everyone talks about his scoring, and rightfully so, but there's also you know, some flashes of being a solid facilitator as well and being able to lead the offense. Defensively speaking, you know, stays engaged on that side of the court and uh, has the length to disrupt passing lanes and, and solid lateral movement to be a, a nice on-ball defender. So um, a huge possibility for the Cardinals here in, in this recruitment. Um, this is a possible recruit. That can kind of set the tone for the early stages of the Kenny Payne era here at the University of Louisville, especially for you know possibly you know his first legitimate class outside of the uh, class of 2022. So, um, moving right on along, we're, we're going to end the show back on football. Uh, Christian Peterson, uh, Flyville 21 member, uh, tight end, decided that he was going to enter the transfer portal. We will discuss what that means here in just a second. Um, If you're watching this or if you're listening on certain streaming services, you're not going to hear the audio implemented advertisements into the show. If you do hear them, then just stay tuned. But hey, thanks again for making Locked on the Louisville your first listen of the day. Just a reminder, the Locked on the Louisville podcast is free on all streaming services five days a week, your team every day. And uh, it's fun noting that the podcast's launch, the one-year anniversary, is coming up on August 2nd. So after uh, today, there will be no more episodes for the remainder of the month. We will resume uh, episodes next Tuesday, which is... Obviously, it's August the second, so I'll try to have something some fun segment or something planned in that regard. but um to finish out the off season for the locked on the level podcast, we are discussing Christian Peterson entering the transfer portal, a member of the flyville twenty one class um, ranked out just outside of the top one thousand in that class. the fifty fourth ranked tight end eighty seventh in the in the state of California, six foot five two hundred thirty pounds out of. June, uh, junipero Sarah High School in San Mateo, California. Um, this this was a, a departure that it wasn't necessarily surprising, but I am bummed out a little bit. Um, the writing might have been a little bit on the wall with Christian Peterson not being on the two deep for the depth chart or the, even the three deep. Uh, Marshawn Ford was the starting H-back with um, – with uh, Isaac or Dwayne Martin backing him up. And at uh, the other tight end spot, it was uh, Francis Sherman. I'm sorry, it was um, Des Melton and then Francis, Francis Sherman. Um, uh, Nate Kuriski is another guy that could be contending for snaps, but Christian Peterson, kariski both guys kind of on the outside looking in. So this isn't something that really surprises me all that much, especially when you consider the fact that Jamari Johnson, a top 500 prospect from uh, the California area will be, um, you know, assuming will be a Cardinal next season. Um, they're recruiting some more tight ends. So I think that that's kind of what you have to do, especially with the possibility that Vic Mullen, I've heard some rumors that he might not necessarily be with the program. Um, I, I can't confirm nor deny that, um, you know, possible, um, you know, uh, th- there might be some more possible spots open. Um, like I said, I don't want to speculate too much. Just had to a- at least acknowledge that point. Uh, Peterson did not record, um, uh, a single reception last year i think that he appeared in a couple games uh, mainly in like special teams or maybe at the end of uh contests um but we do wish christian the best uh very very nice family um i appeared on christian's father's podcast um kind of talking about global football and everything like that you know very very nice family a uh, very nice kid he's going to land in a solid spot we wish him the best uh, one reason why I'm a little bummed out because I thought that Peterson kind of had the most one of the you know, higher upsides in terms of receiving on this, uh, you know, in this, you know, current tight end risk, you know, respective tight end core. I can't speak. I'm sorry. Um, but with the emergence of Des Melton last year, Francis Sherman's been in the program a handful of seasons, and then you have Isaac at Dwayne Martin, obviously Marshawn Ford, and then Nate Kuriski last year from Gonzaga High School, a kind of a late addition to the Flyville 2022 class. So um, it makes a little bit of sense. Um, in terms of this season, I don't necessarily know that there are a ton of like immediate ramifications um, I think that if anything, it just takes away the possible depth, especially if there is no Vic Mullen, because then you take away, you know, Christian Peterson as well. Now you're down two guys from the tight end position. of uh, if some, some if, or if somebody does get hurt, you know, you might have some, uh, you know, thin depth numbers, but there, it's seemingly right now, it seems like this is a position that goes three deep, regardless, because you have Marshawn Ford, Dwayne Martin, Isaac Martin, um, Nate Kuriski, um, You also have Francis Sherman, Des Melton. That's kind of just the H back and the tight end spot. That's not saying all six of these guys are going to play, but it seems like a very kind of log jammed um, position at the moment. And next year we saw the possibility of adding Jamar Johnson. And now, I mean, we're talking Adam Moore is also, you know, visiting. So it seems like this is this, this program might possibly look into taking a, two tight ends next season uh, in the Flyville 23 class, which would just add more competition. And uh, at that point, you know, you can't really fault Peterson for looking to go elsewhere. If he's not necessarily getting um, the opportunities he thinks he deserves. So um, ultimately it it is what it is. Uh, It's something that doesn't um, really have a ton of impact on this year's team. It it makes it to where you maybe need to add another guy in the Flyville 23 class. It is a little bit of a bummer because I did have high expectations for him coming out of the class of 2021, but um, no doubt in my mind that he is going to shine elsewhere. Best of luck to him. Best of luck to his family. Uh, Wish him the best. And um, you know, both parties will be, will be fine moving forward. So like I mentioned um, the end of the month, there, there will be no more content um, for the next couple of days. I know that there's not many days remaining in the month of July. It's been, um, you know, kind of a, uh, kind of a up and down past couple months health-wise for me. Um, so um, I, I'm sorry for kind of log jamming these episodes toward the end of both months. Um, but we will be back on normal schedule for the month of August. Um, you know as we kind of gear toward the football season in the first weekend of September. Um, Before we get out of here, I want to give a shout out to the Locked On ACC podcast. With the season upcoming, there's no better way to find out about all of the conference news than listening to or watching the Locked On ACC podcast on all streaming services, including YouTube. Uh, Host Candice Cooper does a great job and has a great pulse on the conference as a whole. Um, check out all of the other Locked On ACC shows. There's been a couple hosts that have um, done crossover podcasts with me, like J.J. Jackson from Locked On Blue Devils, um, Nick Fairball from Locked On Pitt, Um, you know, Keaton Gibbs from locked on Wolfpack, you know, so on and so forth. So, um, very, very excited for the upcoming season. It's been a great first year of the show. Uh, so, so excited. Hopefully we get some more recruiting news, um, to talk about in the first week of August. Obviously, if you have any type of, um, you know, content ideas or guest recommendations or anything like that, feel free to hit me up in the, uh, Twitter handle below. My DMs are open to everyone. The Locked on the Louisville Twitter page is at LO underscore Louisville. Thanks again for everyone that is subscribing, listening, sharing, rating the podcast on whatever service that they are using. Um, But as far as uh, this week goes, this is going to wrap up this month of the Locked on the Louisville podcast. We'll see you right back here next Tuesday.